Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of CyberScoop Radio. Greg Otto, your host here. Today, I'm going to be talking with two people who are tapped into what's going on with IT modernization in the federal government. When it comes to IT, the motivation to modernize is clear. Technology outpaces the ability of large IT enterprises to quickly respond to new innovations, and yet, without keeping up, existing systems become less economical and less secure. I spoke with two Cisco executives, Will Ash and Doug Cowan, on what federal agencies need to know when it comes to IT modernization and how Cisco is helping agencies be strategic when moving off of legacy systems. Okay, Will and Doug, thank you for joining me today. Excited to talk to you guys a little bit about what you're seeing when it comes to IT modernization inside the federal government. Great. Thanks, Greg, for having us. Happy to be here. Thank you. The executive order that was released earlier this year is really sort of the driving force right now when we're talking about IT modernization. I would love to get your thoughts on what you're hearing from your customers when it comes to how they are implementing the new rules based on the executive order. Sure. Um, As we all know, and as our customers are facing each and every day, one of the highlights of the EO and of uh, MGT in general is a lot of risk in reliance on technology that is well beyond its support life cycle. That inhibiting agencies, uh, not only uh, security posture, but really in inhibiting them from their digital journey, digitizing their missions, which is truly enabled by modernized uh, technology, both in IT and beyond, Greg, from our perspective. And we're hearing that firsthand from our customers. The conversation going back beyond just the MGTEC and the EO was really pushing the federal government into a secure use of cloud computing. I would love for you guys to talk to me a little bit about how push toward cloud really helps strike a balance in between where agencies are legacy-wise and moving them into a modern architecture. I think we're seeing a few different areas there. One thing that stands out for me in some of my conversations with CISOs and CIOs is not only is it a technical decision, but I think they're really reevaluating their role in becoming risk managers. It's around assessment, analysis, and then making recommendations to the rest of their respective agencies around what do we need to do to enable continuous operation and help us accomplish and support our various missions. So as they're doing that, it's changing the way they're looking at some of their hiring practices, some of the skill sets they're looking for, and then ultimately, how do we take a good inventory of what do we have in place today, where are we trying to get to, and then what are the steps to get to that point that we want to be? Can you kind of take it one step further and we can kind of talk about what barriers that you're seeing to cloud adoption? Because I know that a lot of agencies have moved that way for email, for some collaboration tools. But what's it going to take in order for agencies to really look at this from a complete overhaul of their network architecture? A few things come to mind. Um, maybe Doug and I will share our response to this one in no particular order. Some of the constraints Greg, that the agencies face just in their normal IT infrastructure also apply in the move to the cloud. And the the two that come to mind first would be the normal budget constraints, budget constraints in acquiring uh, new technology or new services. But also, as we know, uh, a huge impetus for the MGT is is how much uh, budget is going towards maintenance of legacy equipment. Being able to, you can't just turn off legacy equipment and the next day automatically be in the cloud. So there's a lot of uh, funding budget 
budget and uh, operational capabilities that are being focused towards maintenance. That's encumbering a, a swift, agile move to the cloud that all want to take on. And the other, of course, is really the regulatory environment and uh, certification environment that the government is in. And again, there are many, many benefits and requirements of being in a tightly regulated and certified environment, but as workloads and business processes move to the cloud, it brings with them different approaches to security and other types of regulations that, again, prevent an immediate and agile uh, move to the cloud as swiftly as uh, as everyone wants to go. I know Doug has some thoughts as well. Yeah, this is something that I've seen um, not just in federal, but I think in the industry as a whole, which is it's not as simple as just a lift and shift to go into the cloud. It's incredibly difficult to determine First off, which of my applications are ready to go to the cloud? And when I get them into the cloud, what's my plan to roll it out? How do I secure it? How do I make these decisions? But then when you think about all the things that have been built over time that support respective missions of each of our agencies, you start to look at, well, what devices were in place there? What was the skill set of the people? And what's the dependencies between them and how do they interrelate? People are finding it's much more difficult to simply move to the cloud, be cloud first. You can really only kind of do that for clearly defined applications or new applications that you start with the cloud in mind. Doug, that was going to be my next question. Cloud first, it's not just going to be this list and shift. Stuff like this doesn't happen easily. So how can agencies get to a point where there is a balance between modernization and the legacy systems that they are still going to need for mission-critical systems? Well, I think there's always a bit of a pruning process. You know, what is the plan to sunset some applications? What are the applications and requirements that are critical moving forward? And then how do we staff, plan, and build a common platform for that that enables us to get there? And I think that's where we're seeing, you know, as I mentioned earlier, some of the conversation around risk management, being a steward of the resources. That's where the roles are changing a little bit from some of the operational focus and how do I simply protect my data. Would you recommend necessarily a refresh of network infrastructure where it's not just, it's almost like baby steps where it's, okay, I'm going to try to move off of legacy, but I'm not going to dump everything into the cloud, but I'm just going to update the actual hardware that I have in order to help me eventually get to the cloud. Is that a way for these agencies to think? It's going to be case by case to the extent that there could be a refresh around uh, infrastructure and, and building in hybrid capabilities, not only public cloud, but private cloud, meeting certain regulations. That would be the recommendation on our half. And I know Doug has some thoughts here too. Yeah, and if I can just jump in, I think, you know, refresh as a general term sounds great, but you can't just do a lift and shift on your equipment, applications, things like that as well. You know, it's typically you need a little bit more plan in terms of what are we trying to accomplish here? What's going to lead us to get there? And then what are the capabilities and when you look at things like the push for shared services within the executive order, you know, I would suggest that that doesn't really just apply to cloud services or things like that. It can also be, hey, is the infrastructure that I'm putting in place, can I, can I leverage that in several different capacities or capabilities? And does that become a shared service as a platform to enable my movement towards a more streamlined, more modern government? You guys are hitting all the good spots here. Shared services is going to be my next topic. With that just said, what more needs to be done to embrace shared services inside the federal government? I think one of the challenges is maybe deciding what are some common platforms or commonalities that can be leveraged as a shared service. You know, there is still a lot of procurement and decision making at a very distributed level at respective programs, as opposed to they're getting guidance from agency heads. But in some cases, you know, I think there's some duplication because it's such a distributed process. 
what you were just saying there, that's interesting to me. Do you find that shared services works more when it's more program-based? Or to me, it sounds like shared services could just be, I don't know, maybe a platform as a service or something like that that gets rolled out across agencies and the agencies can then figure out how it works within their mission. I mean, which, which way do you see it moving inside the government? It probably depends on the program, but I think ultimately you know, there are some commonalities you can see at an agency level. And you could even look at, you know, differences within what features do you turn on for the respective program? Do they need all of these? And then that enables them to, I would think, more quickly move into, well, what's it actually take to deliver this program without spending as much time on, well, how do I get my IT up and, up and running and whatever other infrastructure or facilities needs I have? Um, you know, if those are sort of taken away, or not taken away, but minimized, so you can focus on what am I actually trying to deliver, I think that would improve speed and reduce duplication. How do you guys see virtualization as far as, you know, we were just talking about the pruning of systems. How can virtualization help these agencies prune away at these systems in order to become more modern? Well, I think the expectation is virtualization is a form of shared service. How do I get more out of the existing infrastructure that I have in place? And can I dedicate the appropriate resources to the delivery of the service I want? probably taking a step back into your planning phase and saying, what do I think my environment is going to look like one year, three years, five years from now? How do I put in a platform that can support that? And then what is the governance for my respective organization in terms of effective and efficient delivery using virtualization or shared services that will enable me to get there? To add that with regards to virtualization and the associated storage and compute is, as we know, the different agencies and missions and programs in particular, some of them have surge requirements and where uh, utility models can be built in, which is an absolute great benefit of shared services for surge capacity, again, for certain cycles of, a, uh, of an agency's mission at a real optimal cost to the U.S. federal government. You bring up the surge capacity, and I was going to ask how the ability to move at mission speed when it comes to this type of stuff, you know, whether it's apps whether it's platforms, other digital tools, how does that factor into an overall modernization plan? I think you uh, answered the question in the question. That's exactly right. With the technology that we've been talking about to this point, it very much allows for moving at mission speed at the time you need to move. Between virtualization, shared services, uh, moving away from the encumberment of legacy, it really is all focused towards moving at mission speed, Greg. So much of this, too, when it comes to talking about the executive order or the MGT Act, there's really been a movement inside the federal government to get away from building and more toward buying. When it gets back to balance between buy versus build, if you have a, a CIO that is coming to you and asking you, how do I get that balance? What is your advice when it comes to buy versus build? Our advice really is to understand what they're trying to do, what ultimately their mission is, and what the programs are, and what the ideal consumption model would be for what they're trying to do, as opposed to what we're trying to do. What we're ultimately trying to do with the agencies as customers is enable their mission. We don't have a preference on, on buy versus build because we're there to support them from a thought leadership and a technology standpoint to enable uh, that. So I think first and foremost, we start with uh, with some questioning around 
what they're trying to do and how the means uh, in which they consume it can best support that particular mission. To echo what Will's saying, it's, it's core versus context. You know, what are the pieces that they feel that they absolutely have to be responsible for when they manage that risk? And maybe those are the elements that they decide, hey, we're going to build this ourselves because we want total control and we want to be completely integrated throughout this. Whereas some other elements, you know, they may feel it could be a short-term need. We don't know how it's going to grow. It could be a number of considerations where it makes more sense to buy or rent in terms of a, a procurement vehicle. And ultimately, then they decide what they're going to need for the future from that standpoint. Now, I know differing agencies have differing systems, so it ultimately depends on the agency. But when agencies finally do put a modernization plan into effect, there is implementation guidelines and timelines that go into that. So I would love to hear what you guys have in the way of advice when it comes to setting the right goals or the right timelines when it comes to implementing new modern pieces of architecture to a system. A common theme here, by the way, Greg, is I, I believe that one size does not fit all in, in some of these questions. So again, it depends on, it's case by case, depending on the, as Doug mentioned before, the, the current state environment, the desired future state, what the mission is, what the scale and scope is. But from a timeline perspective, depending on what the compelling event is for the agency to move forward, it could very well be some regulations uh, written out in the executive order, which have very strict and specific timelines associated with them. It could be uh, taking advantage of the authorities that are offered within the MGT Act, specifically timeline or opportunities that can be captured with regards to working capital or when the tech modernization fund, if and when that gets fully approved, the timelines associated with capitalizing upon that could very well directly tie to mission and timelines associated with mission and agency strategy and really digitization efforts of, the, of that. Or potentially there's some sharing, not shared services per se, but trends uh, interagency where there are some best practices that can be gleaned and learned and executed on between those. So um, those are all different cases, each of which brings a, a different timeline, a different urgency, and some requirements around that. But again, I think the guidance would be to understand and listen before making very specific recommendations. Yeah, and to build on that, I think it's very much followed the Navy's advice of you go slow to go fast. Speaking as a technologist, you know, for 20 years, time and again, the, where we usually run into the greatest problems, people haven't had the time or been able to make the time to do adequate testing and inventory of what do we have, how are we putting this in place, and once it's in place, how do we continue to test any dependencies this may have with the introduction of new technology? Do we have a standard lab in place where it feels like a real environment and we can test these things and, and push it forward? Because typically those unplanned outages and things that you don't anticipate happening, that's usually what slows down the project significantly and winds up slowing down the whole implementation or sometimes derailing it altogether. A thank you to Will and Doug for their insights there. To modernize today's federal IT is indeed a challenge and it's one that increases in urgency every day because of the size and scope of federal systems. Don't forget to check out part two of our conversation with Will and Doug, where we talk about how IT modernization is a game changer for cybersecurity inside the federal government. For more episodes of CyberScoop Radio, check out cyberscoop.com. I'm Greg Otto. Thanks for listening.